Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast. I am Bill. I'm JC. And let us be the last to wish you a happy new year because this is our first episode of the new year, believe it or not. Which Yeah, it is. We've kind of just been, been kind of laying low with everything that's going on in the rest of the world, right? Just kind of getting our mm-hmm. stocks in a row and stuff, so we haven't been able to broadcast, but we're back. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I still have some people trying to climb my wall over here. Uh, it's not going as successful, so... <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, eh? <laughs> anyway, Too cold up here for anyone to climb walls. Right. Um, anyway, this week we are going to preview both the NFC and AFC Championship games. We're going to give you our predictions as to who will win those games. Plus, one of my favorite topics every year of the entire year, the Baseball Hall of Fame. They're going to announce the class of 2021 this coming Tuesday, and you're going to get to hear who we would each pick if we had a vote on the writers' committee. Yes. And we're also going to talk some hockey. Yep, we got hockey, you got basketball, you've got, I don't know what, you got a whole bunch of stuff happening. But got, I some, guess. got some developing football news as well, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. But we'll start with the passing of. A led two legends actually in the mm-hmm. last I think twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. And Hank Aaron and Larry King. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Hank Aaron first because I think he's more uh, impactful to us than Larry King. With all due yeah. respect to Larry King. Um, I I'll be honest. If I had to make a list of the five greatest pure hitters in the history of baseball. He is in my top five, absolutely. Yep. Um, a sad day for the sports world, sad day for baseball. There's a word that gets overused, I think, time to time, not only in sports, but anywhere in society. And it gets worn out too much. But Hank Aaron was the definition of class. Yes, he was. He went through a lot growing up, went through a lot playing the game, uh, went through, you know, with everything that's gone on back in the day. I think when he was getting closer to breaking... Records, he was getting threatening calls, and he kept on going. Oh, my God. He still had, excuse me, letters and telegrams when he was going for Babe Ruth's records. Like, he kept them. He had thousands upon thousands of letters with every negative description that you could ever think of, you know, but it was that times like a billion. And yes. Hank Aaron just handled it with so much class. And then when he finally hit 715 to break the record, the 
first image and probably the biggest image that everyone remembers is when he's rounding second going to third here come these two white teenagers you know joining him on the field and they're patting him on the back yeah congratulating him yeah we don't condone fans jumping on the field but in that incident that that uh yeah action that was did a lot to say you know what we got your back man and then and you got to think about because i mean you and i we weren't alive around this time but we got to remember this was almost the mid 70s in Atlanta in the south and you know there's still people in the south probably even still to this day who were anti segregation were against Hank Aaron were against all blacks basically and this man Hank Aaron just went above and beyond everything yeah yeah he did I mean it was for me to growing up right it was his name always came up especially up in up in Canada right, as, as the greatest home run hitter and even to this day he's the greatest home run hitter Oh, yeah, I mean... Not, not Barry Bonds. Right. Not Mark McGuire, not Sammy Sosa, or as we call him, Sammy the Court Source Sosa. You know? Mm-hmm. It was Hank Aaron. It was Babe Ruth. It was Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, you want to talk about power doing it on your own? Those guys did it on their own. I mean, there are people, and... I am one of them. I am not ashamed to admit what I'm about to say here. That still, to this day, considers Hank Aaron to be the home run king. Yep, me too. I mean, because the guy never cheated, didn't do anything to hurt the game, to go against the game. You know, and... Did it the right way. He did. You know? He really did. And there's not a lot of people who can say that who, as home run kings go in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And when ESPN did their list of the 50 greatest players or athletes of the 20th century, which feels like an eternity ago when this happened, but I do remember this, uh, Hank Aaron finished 14th on that list. And he was number three, like the third highest baseball player on that list. Only Willie Mays and Babe Ruth were ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, Babe Ruth pitched and he hit. That was rare. And Willie Mays, he was just... Oh. I mean, I watch highlights of him. And it's just like, you know, that guy was just unnatural for everything that he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's awesome to actually watch him play, like the highlights, like when baseball was running the old baseball games. Mm-hmm. You're watching, it's just like man, it's like, well, I said that's why I never got drafted in Major League Baseball because I couldn't do, I couldn't even do a percent of what he could do. Right. You know, and he had the 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 home run record for so long; it was thirty plus years. 
And the one thing I'll give him credit for, yes, he did not attend the game where Bonds broke the record, but he did do a video package congratulating him. And he didn't have to do that. He did not have to do that. But yet he did anyway. Um, oh, and it's, I mean, and that just tells you the type of guy that he is. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he goes in into the Hall of Fame on his first year of eligibility, gets almost 98% of the votes. Um, I'm looking at his career stats. 305 career hitter, 374 uh, slugging, 555 on-base percentage, 624 doubles, 2,297 RBI, 2,174 runs, 3,771 hits, and 240 stolen bases. Yep. I mean, just phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was in an all-star game 25 times. That, I don't think, will ever be matched. I don't think so either. Think about that. We'll see. It'll never probably be matched. 25 times in an all-star game, and he was an all-star 21 times? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what he did, you know. Um, And then he was part of the Braves organization after that, stayed there, and even as much as a few weeks ago excuse me he took a vaccine for COVID and was basically saying hey if I can take it you guys can take it too Yeah. so basically what Hank Aaron was saying was look I'm going to take this I did take it you guys can take it too you don't have to be afraid to take this shot yeah. And that's just the man that he was. That's the man that he is. Well, exactly. And, I mean, that's what you look up to. I mean, hopefully kids look up to guys like that. I mean, yeah, it's good to hit home runs, but I'll tell you what, man. Ichiro is well-respected. Mm-hmm. And that guy just hits. You know. And, you know, the interesting... Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the interesting thing with his home runs, he never had a 50 home run season. Nope. The closest he got was 44, and he did that three times. That's quite a feat, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like a great player. You know, you. I mean, hopefully we'll see. I mean, there are some tremendous athletes out there now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll see something along the line without the drugs, about the PDs, of some guy maybe coming close and catching them or going past the rec- breaking the record, right? Yeah. And then I'll classify them as the guy who's, who's the record breaker. Well, I think the person right now that's the closest as far as active players go, would be Albert Pujols. And 
Albert Pujols going into this season is exactly 100 home runs away from Barry Bonds. He is, if I do my math right, 93 home runs behind Hank Aaron, if, if I did my math right. And, yeah, yeah, 93, that's right. And then Babe Ruth, he would need 40, 58. No, he'd need 52 home runs to tie Babe Ruth, which I really don't see happening. But no, I, I don't think he's just he's worn down, right? Yeah, Pujols, Pujols would be the closest one, I think, of the yeah. active players because after that, you have Miguel Cabrera who's at 487, you have Edwin Encarnacion at 424, Nelson Cruz 417, Ryan Braun at 352, and that's your current like active players in the top 100. Yeah, I don't see it happening in, in, in anytime soon anyways, but right. I mean, there could be a guy, I mean, there's a lot of power out there, mm-hmm. so let's see what happens. Um, I did find this article, and I wanted to add on to Hank Aaron. Georgia Tech announced today that it would, for the upcoming college football season 2021, it would temporarily retire number 44. Hmm. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United FC, that's a major league soccer team, have also retired the number 44 for their respective upcoming seasons as well. That shows you how much Hank Aaron meant to... The city of Atlanta, right there. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, well deserved, and I mean, it's. I mean, as we get older, right? It's, and I mean, and me and you, we're gonna find a lot of the athletes that we rooted for, that we grew up, are going to be. You know, are going to be passing away. Yeah. But uh, a class act all the way, Henry Aaron. Um, well, we will get back to baseball a little bit later on because we are going to talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, we do have some developing news going on. Uh, it looks like the Detroit Lions are going to be in the market for a new quarterback. Uh, they are exploring trade options in the coming weeks for Matthew Stafford. You know, the... the, the... Sorry about that. So, an end of an era in Detroit... For Matthew Stafford, um, he was their best quarterback they had in a long time. Let's just yeah, say it as never much. get over the hump. But he no. was, he was. I mean, he could throw that ball. He got paid for it. He's kind of like Barry Sanders in the way that he was a talented player was a star player but didn't have excuse me but didn't have the talent around him to make it to that next level. Yep. 
where he goes now is going to be very interesting because on the contract that he had signed a few years ago, Stafford has two years left and $43 million yet to be paid on his contract. Hmm. Niners or Patriots? I've heard Patriots right off the bat. I think him and Bill Belichick would be a fantastic fit in in that you know in that AFC East. I think so too, and I'd give the Bills. Bills just you know put it this way: enjoy your reign at the top of the NFC East because it might come to an end. Well, let's see. You know, let's see what New England does. I mean, there's so many things yeah. they can do and they can't do. Um, but I mean, you also have Deshaun Watson out there, mm-hmm. who's going to be traded. You've got possibly maybe Sam Darnold, who could be traded. Very uh, possible, right? There's there's some quarterbacks who could be. I mean, we'll have new homes. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Stafford in his time with Detroit, forty-five thousand one hundred nine yards. 282 passing touchdowns, both franchise records. Yep. And I'll say this, he's a reliable backup quarterback in fantasy football. Yes, he is. Not a starter, but a good, reliable backup quarterback. Yep. Though I don't think I've ever had him as a backup or a starter for my fantasy football I know I've had him as a backup. Not I don't know if I've had him as a starter though, but definitely a backup. Yeah. Um staying with football, Philip Rivers has announced his retirement this week. After yes, he can spend more time at home with his half his football team. <laughs> He'll probably have more kids after this. Yes, probably. <laughs> I mean, hey, He's at home. He's retired now, right? So why not? Look, it's like we said, JC, when we had this topic. All he needs is one more kid, and he's got a baseball team. Yes. And it could happen this year. We should should actually put a bet on it. (laughs) Oh, man. When will it happen? (laughs) Not if. When? (laughs) Um, Okay, well, let me ask you this. In, in all seriousness, with Philip Rivers, yep. is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? Is he a Hall of Famer? In your mind? In my mind? Yes. That's a good question. He was an offensive player. He just, he never could get over the hump. I mean, on stats alone, I would say probably mm-hmm. he is. But, I mean, look at who he got. I mean, he was in the same draft as Eli, Eli Mann and Roethlisberger, yeah. Right? Two guys who won multiple Super Bowls. So, I mean, I think he will get voted into the Hall of Fame. As a, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys who've never won a Super Bowl. Exactly. Hall of Fame. Exactly. Right? I mean, he won the division title a few times. I don't. I don't even think they even made it to the Super Bowl, did they? They 
he went to an AFC title game, I think, one time. It was against the Patriots, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, his stats prove that he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, if, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he was in the NFC, he might win one of them. Right. Won a championship. You know. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like with the Colts this year, not only did he take them to the playoffs, but they were in a position to where they could have beaten the Bills. Yeah, and then they decided to do some weird moves to to give up points. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with. Right. And I mean, they should have won the division to begin with, and they should have. Never play the Bills. Right. Yeah, but they would have ended up playing the Ravens, though. Yeah. That's kind of a lose-lose there. I think they would have beat the Ravens, to be honest. Hmm. With the defense that they had. Okay. Right? I mean, mean, as you can see, Lamar, I mean, yeah, he's he's a good quarterback. He can run. He can throw. But, I mean, it's just if you can... If you can get him, keep him contained in the pockets and get everybody kind of, get everybody guarded, he's going to have issues. Right. Right? He doesn't have that superstar wide receiver who can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the running game, they didn't have Ingram. The Colts can stop the running game, so I think it would have been close. Yeah. Either way. Right? I mean, we'll never know. Exactly. We'll never know. So... Um, I think he is a Hall of Famer. I really do. He had so many, I think he's like in the top 10 all time in total yards and touchdown passes. Um, he was the face of the Chargers for so many years, especially after, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson left and you know, he became the face of the team, the face of the organization. He was committed to the town. He was committed to San Diego, you know. Yeah. And there wasn't a quarterback like that for the Chargers since Dan Fouts. And that's with all due respect to Drew Brees, who was there before Philip Rivers. And, yeah. you know, Drew Brees when the time comes that we talk about his retirement, we'll be like, oh, he's no doubt a Hall of Famer. But I think Philip is a Hall of Famer. I think he will go in the Hall of Fame. It's a matter of will he go in on the first try in five years or will it take him more than one? I think there lies the question. It all depends on who else is in that class. Yeah. And when he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But now here's a what-if question. Because it was Manny who got drafted by the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go, so he went to the Giants. And it wasn't Rivers that got drafted by the Giants? Yes. What would you... Do you think he would have won a Super Bowl with the Giants? He would have won at least one. I think so too. That defense that they had, mm-hmm. I think they would have won. I think he would have won one. And but he never complained going to San no, Diego. No, never did. Right, he went to this thing. I mean, that's respect. I mean, nowadays, I mean, you just we just had a hockey trade today where the players didn't want to play in the prospective cities. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So he stayed there. He played. He played parts out. I think he what, had like 248 games consecutively played and for his ACL. Yeah. He was a trooper. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want a quarterback to do. I just, on the on the other side, is San Diego just didn't have the, the talent, the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, talent-wise, even their management talent was lacking. Scouting was lacking. Because they had some good players for years, you know, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Yeah, I mean, even lately, I mean, he was, he had uh, Keenan Allen, right? And he mm-hmm. had, uh, he was, can't think of the tight end right now. He tore his ACL there a few years ago. They should have I mean, gotten to at least one Super Bowl. I think so. Should have. But he didn't, and now he's happily retired with many, many kids. <laughs> with maybe <laughs> many, many more yet to come. Yeah, see, that, that should be the next Bernie Sanders meme. Oh, man. With Philip Rivers, his wife, his kids, and then Bernie Sanders. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Look at that family picture. Oh, Lord of mercy. Oh, my goodness. Bernie Sanders Day here. Yes. Um, also retiring, Drew Brees. Well, he hasn't, hasn't said he, he hasn't, hasn't said it. I think he is, though. I I think he's done too. I mean, you watched him. You watch him now, and it's just like, you know, it was. I love Brees, right? My with Dan, who we had on the show here, huge diehard mm-hmm. Saints fan. I mean, it's. I love watching Breeze play, especially in his prime. I mean, you yeah. can, you knew that they were going to get 30, 40 points a game. Yeah. There's no shot now. I'm going to say... in the end, it was just a wobbly ball and just couldn't, you know, I think it's time. I'm going to say something that might be controversial, depending on who you are and how you listen to this. I think he's a much better quarterback than Tom Brady ever was. I really do. Drew Brees is a natural quarterback. He just looked so natural in the pocket, lining up as a quarterback. He just looked natural. And the way he threw that ball was, it was a piece of art. It was artwork. And he just could lob it in it didn't matter how many yards but just the way he threw it was just beautiful to watch and I really I really think and I really feel he is a much better quarterback than Tom Brady ever will be yes Brady has the six rings but I'd rather take pure talent like Drew Brees over someone that has won. Yeah. And we can all thank Doug Flutie for getting the shorter quarterbacks into the league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was Doug Flutie who was first. I think he was, was he the first player ever to be under six feet to play? I believe so. The quarterback? I think, mm-hmm. I think he was. And we watched him in the CFL for years, and he was good. And then he went down there to Buffalo, and, you know, and then you had Breeze, and then you had Wilson, and now... You have a lot of smaller quarterbacks. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Yep. Who oh, well, might um, want to go back to baseball after this year. Who uh, is comedian uh, Brad Williams' least favorite player to watch right now. 
<laughs> for those who don't know, uh, and, I'll, and I'll explain it real quick. Brad Williams is a short person who's a comedian, but he's a huge sports fan. And I, I watched his stand-up one night on the internet, and he's like, you know who my least favorite team to watch is right now? And I'm thinking, like, oh, it's going to be New England. It's going to be Dallas. You know, he's like, the Arizona Cardinals. So I take it back. I'm like, okay, I, I kind of want to know why. And he's like, the only reason I don't like to watch him is because of Kyler Murray. I got nothing against him. But every time the commentators talk about how amazing Kyler Murray is for being five foot ten and being able to play quarterback, <laughs> I just died laughing. It was so funny, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I think. I mean, you look at the internet when he threw that that uh, as he calls it the Hal Murray. Oh, that was a fantastic pass. Right. Talk about another great I'll tell you, pass. I'll tell you what, though. Again, the internet won. They had a mini, mini, mini. Murray with the with the regular size football, he's like, screw it, Hopkins down somewhere. <laughs> As he was loading up to throw it. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Alright. Well, let's get a little serious here because tomorrow are the conference championship games of the AFC and the NFC. And I think well, I can almost say the AFC was pretty much a predictable one who would be there. The NFC, eh, maybe kind of predictable, maybe not. Not really sure. Um, but we're going to talk about both games. We're going to make our picks here. And I have a little surprise for everyone uh, when we are done making our picks for both games. So, let's start with the NFC title game. It's going to be Tampa Bay at Green Bay. The Packers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And, JC, it is going to be cold up in Green Bay tomorrow. Supposed to be in the 20s with a possibility of snow. Oh, that's, that's not cold. cold. That's like <laughs> minus five degrees in Canada. <laughs> And we, and we played, played hockey, hockey in that when it was minus 30. But it, cold weather games are different. You need the running game. I'll tell you what, Fournette has definitely turned it on for uh, for uh, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Jones is going to be fully able to go. Uh, Green Bay's got that got a three-headed monster, really, for a running game right now. It's, it's phenomenal the way that they're running the ball. I mean, it's... If it's snowing, it's cold, I think you're going to see uh, whoever can run that ball is going to win that game. Well, actually, I, I do apologize a little bit in the weather. Uh, I have the weather report for tomorrow. Oh. It is cloudy with snow showers mainly during the morning, a high of 29, winds west-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour, chance of snow 70%. So about minus two, yeah. I mean, I think both quarterbacks still have to. You can't turn the ball over against yep. either team. I mean, White was a beast. He was a wrecking ball last week against the Saints. I mean, the Saints had that in the bag I think, until Cook fumbled. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned everything around. Uh, I think it still comes down to the running game. I really, I really believe that. Well, 
the Buccaneers should just be thankful they're not playing in the night because if they were, it would be 12 degrees. The, that would be the that would be the temperature for Sunday night. Twelve degrees. That is cool. But I mean, like, but I mean, you got two cold weather quarterbacks. True, sense, right? You do. You've got okay. You got a, but then you have a cold weather team in Green Bay. You exactly. got a warm weather team in Tampa. But I mean, you guys, and I'll put it on the line. These guys are professionals, and there should be no excuse. With the weather, right, right. You play in what you play. You played in college. Some of them played in cold weather states in college. Some grew up in cold weather states. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the bodies and that, and maybe some of the moves that you make may not be there. But at the end of the day, you get paid the big bucks. You're a fully trained athlete now. You do a lot more than they did back in the day, and there should be no excuses. There might be a low-scoring game. I, mean, I remember think- one minute. Remember the Seahawks Vikings game was yep. I think it was like third coldest. Yeah. And that ended up in like nine seven or something. Seahawks mm-hmm. winning. It it could be a low scoring game, but it wouldn't surprise me either if it's a if it's a shootout. And especially if the sun's shining, the wind's not really blowing. Right. No snow. You know, you could see. I think for Tampa to win, they're gonna have to do extra with their wide receivers and tight end because Antonio Brown is not playing in the game. Uh, He has a hip injury. He's not going to be playing. So Godwin and Evans are going to have to step up more than they usually do. And the same with the tight ends. Plus, they're going to have to rely on their running game. Leonard Fournette's done a good job, but they need to have another running back in there to help the load because I can't see Fournette winning this game for Tampa Bay against that Green Bay defense the way it's been playing no. this year. Um, no. I think that secondary can get exposed a bit. Mm-hmm. That, that front seven for Green Bay is nasty. Yeah. The, the secondary could get exposed, especially if you got Ed, Edwin's Godwin. Uh, who's that other guy? Sean Murphy or whatever. That right. Guy, that's the no-namer. Right. You know, you can get Fournette if you can get into the second level. Gronk, I mean, he missed. You could tell Gronk's not the old Gronk. Gronk. Yeah, he's not his old self. He should have stayed in wrestling. There, I yeah, said but, it. <laughs> but he wanted to win a, another Super Bowl and party on. Because, because the 24-7 title wasn't enough for Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He wants more. I'll tell you what, the best Gronk memory I'll ever have is when he... When he spiked Steve Harvey's Lego head onto the ground. Oh Lord! For New Year's Eve, and Steve Harvey, I thought was going to, like, I thought he was going to beat him up. He looked mad. <laughs> um, I think for Green Bay to win, it really is Rodgers and Adams. That's really what it is. Rodgers has to have another great game. And Devontae Adams just has to run out of his ever-loving mind for the pack to win. Yeah, that defense is going again. That defense is going to be nasty from Tampa as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect two good. I, I expect a good defensive battle. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the shootout. Right. Turnovers will be big in this game, and the running game. They need whoever can establish that running game. 
I think we'll win it. We'll win this game. All right, let's do it. Who do you have representing the NFC in two weeks at the Super Bowl? I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers representing the NFC. I got the Green Bay Packers. I think the fans are going to play a big part. Yes, fans. They do have fans at the Packers game. I think they're going to play a significant part into the outcome of the game. Tampa has not had to deal with that this entire postseason. They haven't really had to deal with it the entire season. I don't think Tampa is prepared for this Green Bay crowd. I see the Packers winning this one. Okay, well, we're, we're against each other on this one, which is good. Yeah, it actually is. It makes it makes for good entertainment, <laughs> as I've learned over the years. Okay. All right, yeah. now, uh, do you want to know who people had going for as the NFC representative real quick? Sure. All right, this might surprise people, but most people on our group had the Saints winning the NFC. Yes. Followed by Green Bay, Tampa, Seattle, Washington, and there was a vote for the Chicago Bears. Nobody I voted. I think that was my cousin. <laughs> nobody voted. Nobody voted for the Rams. So we uh, we apologize to our Rams fans there. So uh, most people had the Saints going as the NFC team. Turns out. It will not be the case. It will either be Green Bay or Tampa as of tomorrow. And it is tough to beat a team three times in a row. And I mean to handily beat them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to the AFC. This is the one that I think we all expected to happen. Buffalo at Kansas City. And before we go, yes, this is also a rematch. Both, Both games, games tomorrow, tomorrow are a rematch. That's right. That's right. Tampa beat Green Bay in the first one. Kansas City beat Buffalo in the other one. Yes. Um, and the other thing that they both have in common is they're at different sites. Yep. So that's a that's a biggie. Um, the Chiefs are a three-point favorite going into this game. And basically, it's all going to depend on how Patrick Mahomes is, I do believe, for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I watched that game last Like I was watching most of it, and then I was plowing snow as well because we had a huge snow, mm-hmm. snowfall. And we had to get the wife's car out. So. Right. I was watching, I watched that hit. So I watched him that he had a leg injury or foot injury. And then... I saw the hit that he couldn't even walk. I thought as soon as he couldn't walk, I mean, to me, that was like, that guy got his bell rung. All right, well, let me, can, I ask you, can I ask you this? Sure. Did you think that was a clean hit? So I think, you know, I think it's, to me, in real time, it looked like it was a clean hit. He, he wrapped his arm around and brought him down. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it depends on how you define. I mean, quarterbacks have to be protected, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was a runner. So, I'd have to say, I mean, there was no fine, right? The NFL, right? No fine. So I don't think I think they deem it as a clean hit, which I do too. I mean, quarterbacks are getting protected a little bit more than than the old days. 
which I mean, yeah, you bring in money, right? But I mean, you look at Lamar. I mean, eventually, when you run, you're going to eventually you're going to get knocked out of the game. The only the only reason I asked was because Patrick Mahomes' mom got on Twitter. And she's like, yeah, that yeah. was a dirty hit. And and I understand where she's coming from. That's her son, you know. Yeah. I I didn't think that was a dirty hit. I thought that was a clean, you know, tackle. He didn't take the guy, he didn't take Mahomes' head and put it to the ground on purpose. It was yeah. just, that's how it was. Yeah, and then and she, she saw her son, son getting up all wobbly like, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, as soon as he, well, like, s- say that. as soon as he stumbled, I was like, Ooh, this ain't good. And and you know what? And you know what? I'm not mad at Mrs. Mahomes. I mean, I understand. It's her son, you know? So. For sure. I mean, and you can't protect the quarterbacks all the time because it eventually then you just get rid of tackling. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you have the Aaron Rodgers rule where he got hurt against the Minnesota Vikings a few years ago. Yeah. And he got driven to the ground. Mm-hmm. Now you see a quarterback driven to the ground 15 yards. Mm-hmm. No. Can't hit a quarterback in the head. 15, 15 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I get protecting the quarterback, but as soon as you become a runner, there is no protection. Yeah. Unless you're going to give yourself up. And once you give yourself up again, don't hit. I mean, Alex Smith gave himself up. and Or no, sorry, uh. Uh, Dalton gave himself up against Washington, and the guy blew him up. <laughs> actually, actually I, I was happy when that happened. Nothing against Andy Dalton, but, you know, when you're wearing a Dallas uniform and you're playing Washington, you know, I, I'm sorry. You're just going to get it. <laughs> no. But, but, I mean, the thing is, the Dallas Cowboys didn't even do anything. No, that's the other thing. They just sat there. I mean, I saw Wilson get rocked and DK Metcalf in the middle of it all. And you're like, well, then don't rock Wilson. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the respect that Wilson has. I, I don't know. Dallas is just a different situation. Oh, yeah. You know, they're all for themselves, I think, yeah. in that organization. It starts right from the top. Yeah. All right, let's get back to this game. Um, <laughs> um, you were saying, you know, with uh, Mahomes. Being, yeah, because he's got his toe turf, or sorry, his turf toe, turf. Turf. yeah, toe turf. Turf toe. He's got. I don't know what do they say. It wasn't a concussion they're saying. You know, he had a past concussion protocol. He said it was a nerve. Right. I mean, how is he going to? I mean, that so that Buffalo defense again. That's a that's a nasty defense. If you don't have full mobility, I mean, he could obviously step in the pocket and do what he needs to do, but. His, His game, game is based, based on getting out of that pocket and making some incredible moves. Mm-hmm. Sidearm the ball or backflipping the ball or doing throwing from, like, his left hand instead of his right. You know? Like, yeah. it's just stuff he does, but when you're not 100%, you know, now you have to rely on the running game. Are they going to get their – I haven't heard it. Are both the running backs back tomorrow? Like, is Galera back is – Bell back. Right. You know, Kelsey, Kelsey can't, can't do it all. Mm-hmm. They got Hill, you know. I, I, it's just, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they might have to run Hill out of the back, do mm-hmm. jet sweeps and stuff. 
You know, I mean, they can focus. I mean, you might not even have to focus on one guy on Mahomes. And then do you have Henny prepared to go in case he is needed? Yep. Because Henny won that game last week for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He won that game for them. Because Cleveland... You know what? Let, let's say right now. If that touchback had not been called and the Browns go in for a touchdown, we're talking about Cleveland and Buffalo, not Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah. Now, now, here's a question, question right? right? Since, Since we, we talked talk about, about the, the touchback, touchback two, two things, things came out of that one. one. I, I think it was a direct targeting. Yes. By the Kansas City player, it should have been called. Mm-hmm. I, but, I mean, you look at the angle where the, where the refs were and all that. They didn't. And I think something like that. To me, when it's a touch, it's a touchback, it's a turnover, that play should have been reviewed. And I think they need to start reviewing the targeting of the hit. That, I think... That would have been, that would have been overturned back to Cleveland's ball at the one. Because... I think that's what will happen this offseason. They're going to, you know, the rules committee are going to come together. They're going to do some kind of rule like they do with college football where if you are hit with a penalty for targeting and you're thrown out of the game, you're going to miss a half of either the rest of the game or of the next game. I think that's what will happen. Because I think in the NFL, they'll, they'll, they'll just you'll be kicked, kicked out of the game for that game, and you'll be then it'll be up to the league whether you sus- suspend the guy for a whole game or not. I don't think you can do a half in the NFL, mm-hmm. you suspend it or not. And then you also have to determine, oh, go ahead, and then you also have to determine if that targeting was intentional or not. Yeah, well, I mean, you lower your head to hit a guy, to me, that's that's intentional. These, These players, players are, are smart, smart enough to know. Yeah, I guess. Right. But, I mean, what about the touch? I mean, I still think if you fumble the ball and it goes out of the end zone, it is a touchback. It's, it goes to the other team. Mm-hmm. Like that for years, I don't think, because, I mean, that just, I mean, a guy can just, oops, and kind of kick it into the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. And then, also, oh, look at that. We're on the one. Hmm. Imagine that, right? <laughs> so that, I can't, I can't see them, you know, doing anything, anything with that, that but, but I think I they will the review. I mean, like I said, a touchback is, or, yeah, touchback is a change of possession, should have been reviewed, and right. Cleveland should have had that ball. We're talking maybe Cleveland versus Buffalo. Exactly, exactly. Now, for me, for Buffalo, there's a couple of things they're going to have to do to win this game. The first thing is their defense. They've got a very good defense. I and and I said this to my dad when we watched the game with the Ravens last week. And Buffalo didn't do it, but I think they should do this. And I was like, why don't all these teams do this against Lamar Jackson? And I think they should try this with Patrick Mahomes. I would have three spies on there, on the field, at all times. But you got to rotate them. It can't be the same. Have one to his left, have one to his right, have one in the middle. And if you are the spy and he goes your way, you bust your butt to get him. All game. Because Mahomes can run. 
Yes, he's a very good thrower, but he's quick on his feet. So if you can do that, if you can have spies and do a rotation all game where he can't figure out who's in what position, you know, you're going to confuse him and you're going to confuse, you know, that front five. The other thing for the Bills to win this game, and I love Josh Allen. I think he is a great quarterback. They have got to stop the long ball because they had at least five of those last week and they never hit. You, It's okay if you do one or maybe two, but you cannot do it five, six times in a game because sooner or later it's going to come back to bite you and it's going to cost you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's one thing if you got, if it's good, it's one, you know, take a shot every now and then, stretch that defense out, especially when you got digs. But you can't keep, I mean, Russell Wilson, they live by the, the deep ball and that just and that dried up pretty quick, right? So you need to, you need to spread the ball around. You need to play that defense vertically, bring them in, bring them back. You know, try to stretch that defense. Once you start to stretch it, maybe get one or two catches, and then you can play the rest of the game. You can do 10, 15-yard plays, right? Yeah. And they're a team that – see, they're a funny team because they will pass the ball 5,000 times. Yeah. And run once. Mm-hmm. You know, and that run might be from Al. Yeah, exactly. don't take any Buffalo Bill running backs tomorrow. You know. Yeah. All right, well, who do you have winning this one? I've got the Buffalo Bills winning this. Because I just don't trust Mahomes playing tomorrow or playing well tomorrow. He's hurt. And if he does go out, I think that defense is too much for, for Henny to do anything. So I'm going with Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, when, and, and I didn't talk to you about this. When the playoffs began, or when they were all set, I thought to myself, Super Bowl's going to be Green Bay and Kansas City. But when Mahomes took that header last week, and he was wobbly, I was like, oh boy. And that still worries me, six days later. Yep. So guess what? I've got the Buffalo Bills going back to the Super Bowl for the first time in almost 30 years. They will beat the Chiefs tomorrow. And I I just want to point this out real quick. You know what we're coming up on? The Royal Rumble? Well, that too. But the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl XXV. And where was Super Bowl twenty five in? It was in Tampa Bay. It was in Tampa Bay. So guess what? On the thirtieth anniversary of the ninety Buffalo Bills going to the Super Bowl, the two thousand twenty Buffalo Bills are going back to the Super Bowl. Yep. And then and what they do there? Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I'll tell you what, man, if you all of our listeners who work at a store, put those tables out in front and center. 
There will be a demand for tables. <laughs> if the Bills win tomorrow. And I, since Bill thinks because his name is Bill, he's part of the mafia, I, Bill needs to jump to a table. Now, now, now I, I'm only asking. I have not declared myself a member of the Bills mafia. I am asking because my name is Bill. Am I a member of the Bills mafia? We will have to put that as a poll. I think the Bills Mafia has a Twitter account. I think so. So I think I'll ask them after we're done and see if, because my name is Bill, I am a part of their Mafia. Yeah. I think you should. And I will say something about Bill fans. I mean, when I went to Toronto, when they had that, that deplorable, uh, you know, have the Toronto... Toronto hosts the Buffalo Bills right. once a year, mm-hmm. kind of debacle. Mm-hmm. And because Toronto is the center of the universe in Canada, if it doesn't say the Toronto Bills are not supporting the Bills, they'll go to Buffalo to support them. Yeah. But when I was there, when Seattle the Seahawks flew down or played in Toronto against the Bills, and I was that's first and only time I'll ever be on the 50 yard line. But. <laughs> I mean, I mean, tickets, tickets for cheap breaks are just, just giving them away pretty, pretty much. much. Right. And, and Seahawks Seahawk fans were flying up because they said it was cheaper for them to go to a game up here in Canada, to Toronto, than it was in Seattle. For, and it was and able to get a ticket. Second of all, during the Bills fans, it was fine. <laughs> right? We talked football, we talked hockey, we talked because being a Canucks fan, right, the Sabres and the Canucks came in at the same time. You know, we talked, I mean, I got to meet Thurman Thomas, and there's a few other guys I got to meet who were, because the Bills were there, right, doing their tailgating. It was a, and they were fun to, to talk with, to party with, to blast. They rank up there the Saint fans. Same thing. So, for the love of the God, Bills, let's do something. And also, I want to give Bills fans shout-out, too, because not only are they loyal but they are very uh, charitable because they actually donated thousands of dollars to one of Lamar Jackson's charities after he got his concussion. So that that shows you a lot of class right there. Well, remember when the Bills, was it last year when they made it to the playoffs? Yeah, and they donated. Yeah, the the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals beat some. The Ravens. It was the Ravens. Well, that was two years ago, yeah, so then they got in, and then all the fans donated to Andy Dalton. Exactly. <laughs> what what, can, what else can you say? What else can you say? Um, I know. As far as our AFC poll, which we created back at the beginning of the month, uh, the two teams that are playing tomorrow were the top two vote-getters. Uh, the Chiefs were on top, and then Buffalo was second. And then... Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh each got one vote. Baltimore and Cleveland did not get a vote. So. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll say, say something, too, about Cleveland. Cleveland. I, I mean, mean, they, they are, are a good-looking good looking squad. squad. Oh, my gosh. They're... And without Odell Beckham, they're even better. Yeah. Without, without Odell. Odell. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think he'll be gone in the offseason. You know. mm-hmm. Um, let's get to some hockey, uh, because we wanted to talk about hockey. Um, I know you've seen 
more games than I have so far. Uh, how's your feeling on this season? Love it. All, All I can say is, is love it. it. Love, love the Canadian, Canadian division. division. Love, love the, the East division, division with the Pittsburgh, with Washington, with the Rangers. Rangers. Love in the West. What's the other one? I think Central or Central. Central, Central yeah. Central. I'll tell I'll you what, what man, it's, it's been good. hockey. I mean, it's still rusty hockey because they had no training. You know, they had a three-way training camp. They had no uh, exhibition games. There's some players struggling around with the hawk who usually don't struggle, right? They get their legs going. I love the two-game, three-game series that they're having at home. You know, it's I mean, the battles are going. Players are out there. They're giving her. Uh, we've had a few cancellations already. I think Dallas finally played their first game last night. Right. Because of COVID. I mean, hockey's got to be looking going, if football can get it done, Right. We can get it done. Right. You know. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, uh, I'll tell you what, man, I haven't been disappointed in the hockey so far. No, lots I. Of goals, lots of, you know, lots of hitting, lots of fights. Guys are getting out there. Washington kind of messed up. Yeah, we did. I, I, I was disappointed that uh, they went out and partied and they got fined $100,000 and. Ovechkin's now got COVID, and some of the other players do. I thought they'd be a lot smarter than that, but... Uh, Again, it's... Right, these players are role models. To play. I mean, they might not realize it. So, if you're out partying, what are people going to do? Yeah, it's like politicians, right? A bunch of politicians went across the ocean, went to Mexico, and all the citizens had to stay in their house. Right, people are like, no... Same, Same thing, thing right? right? I mean, I mean Vetchkin did, did apologize that I should have known better. better. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're the captain. Exactly. You're I mean, the franchise. To it. Right? I mean, he doesn't realize that if hockey doesn't go, there's issues. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're talking a really low salary cap. You're talking players getting cut who might never play again, losing millions of dollars. I know we're talking millions of dollars. They have a short lifespan. Yeah, for a career, especially the the lower talented players, you know, and you can jeopardize the whole league. Mm-hmm. So grow up, Ovi. You had your final Stanley Cup. You got a party then. Like I tell all my apprentices, I tell everybody else, when you go to school, it's only two months out of ninety years. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Buckle down. Do what you need to do. Go. Yeah. And when it's done, when this is over, then get all your buddies, rent a yacht, and party her up and whatever. Yeah, just don't be like the New York Giants. Yeah. Don't 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 do it before a playoff game. <laughs> you know. Because I think since that that boat picture, they haven't won anything. Yeah, they really haven't. Um, <laughs> but no, you know what? I, I've watched uh, a couple of games. It's looked good. It's gonna. I think this is gonna end up being a fun season. Um, and what I like about it so far is there has not been one team or two teams that have pulled away from the pack and said we are the team to beat right away. It's still yeah. early. Teams are in the mix. And I think we're maybe another month away before we can start figuring out 
this team is for real, this team is not. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and I'll, I mean, I'll put it down right the Canadian division because that's I mean, I'm getting a lot of the, the games for the Canadian right. division. It's, it's just, just been, been, and we haven't got a battle of Alberta game yet, Edmonton Calgary, where we know it's going to be an absolute barn burner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Toronto, you got Matthews versus McDavid. You know, they're hyping up. You got the Canadians against the Leafs. You got the Flames, Oilers. You got the Canucks and the Oilers, Canucks, Flames. The Senators, yeah, they're, you know, the young guys, they're, they're stepped up. The Jets, they made a big trade today. Gave up, I think, too much. Well, let's. Well, how about we talk about the trade? The Jets Jets got got fleeced. (laughs) I mean, you think about it. Liney got. got, It was Matthews, Liney, and then it was Dubois. Got drafted that 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 year. year. Right. And now they just switch teams. Plus, I think. Another guy's going to Winnipeg or to Columbus, and I don't know. I think a draft pick going back to the Jets, but I mean, you gave up a potential forty-goal score. Now, in light of the situation, was he going to score forty goals in Winnipeg? Probably not, because he wasn't happy. Could he late the lap in Columbus under Tortorella? I don't know. He might request another trade in in two months. But as far as I think, the Blue Jackets won that trade. But it's right, a way of players. players. They, they want, want to play, play for their, their teams. teams. Mm-hmm. And they got out. Well, uh, as of right now, Columbus is tied for first in the Central Division with Tampa. And Winnipeg is third in the North or in the Canadian Division. I'm not going to call it the North. I'm calling it the Canadian it's Division. Canadian division. It's Canadian. Canadian <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're only two points behind. Toronto and Montreal right now, so. And they're saying, like, I mean, the ratings are up for the Canadian division. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. You know, it's something that, I mean, it's great for the game. I mean, these guys, I mean, Batman came out and said, we will lose a billion dollars this year if we play. But we think it's great. We need to let our fans, we need to let our fans know that we love them, that we care for them, and we're going to put out a product. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to say before we wrap up hockey and go back to baseball, and this story broke yesterday, and it is important to the National Hockey League, because it was announced here yesterday that by the end of this year, the NBC Sports Network will be no more. They are done. Yes, what they are going to do is they're going to move NHL coverage of their weeknight games over to the USA Network. And they use, now during the playoffs, usually the first round, they will air some first round games on the USA Network. So the NHL going to the USA Network, not really an odd move. I think it's actually going to be a good move for the National Hockey League, especially here in the U.S., because I think more people get the USA Network on their cable systems than they would the NBC Sports Network. I think so, and this, this doesn't affect the, the, the football. No, not at all. 
that that's on the main network. Yeah, that's on the main network. Um, basically, for hockey, for I think a bunch of other sports that will be flipping over to the USA. Basically, it's hockey, NASCAR, and soccer, or the other football, or football, as I as they say. Yeah. So. All right. Um, well, let's get back to baseball, and uh, your your Jays are making some moves here. I know. I, we almost had Bradley, but I guess he didn't want to go to Toronto or Florida or Buffalo or wherever they're going to play this year. We still right. haven't decided where we're going to play. They go to Florida, they can get 2,000 fans. Uh-huh. But uh, tell you what, Dane Springer, as much as I bashed him for the trash can, I like that pick. I like the I like the fact that they picked him up. That they're going to have a pure hitter up there in the front with Bichette, with Bijou, with Guerrero, with Hernandez. I think they might have one too many outfielders now, and I can see someone getting traded. I'm thinking uh, Gurriel is going to get traded. As much as I hate to say that, I think they're going to trade him for an arm. It's uh, I mean they're they're looking good. I saw a picture of Vladdy Jr. there. He's and lost he some weight. Yes. Yep. And I think he had to, and I think he was told, like, you know what? I think even his dad said, look, you know, if you want to succeed in this, you need to start looking out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's a competitor, right? And he did, and, I mean, I mean, I can't wait to watch him play now. And Bichette, I mean, he's going to be a, a rock right at the top for years to come. They have, they've got their, uh, they've got their ace. I think, I think they, they just, just need, need one, one more, more good arm. arm. And maybe, maybe they'll, they'll go out and get Bauer. Well, I'll tell you, on my end here with the Nationals, we picked up John Lester this week for a one-year deal for about $10, $11 million. And he slides perfectly into that number four position in the starting rotation. And I will still make the argument that the Nationals have the best starting rotation in the National League because you have Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Now you have John Lester in the four spot. I know he's not what he used to be, but he can still be a good pitcher. And your five spot, I would have Joe Ross in the five spot. He is a good pitcher. He did a good job in that fifth game of the World Series a couple of years ago. So, But they they also have uh, Fetty, who's another good pitcher. So you could put him in the five spot. Um so the starting rotation is going to be fine. And then today they signed Mr. National, Ryan Zimmerman, back to a one-year deal. He'll be uh, a backup player to Josh Bell, who will be the everyday first baseman. So it's good to have Zimmerman back on the team. Um, I think, and I, I know we're about a month away from start of spring training, I think the respective East divisions are going to be very fun to watch this year. I think, so. I think, honestly, I think the American League East is more wide open than the National League. I think National League East is a two- or three-team race. American League East, honestly, I think anyone could win that division. Even the Baltimore Orioles could win the AL East this year if they get lucky. Yep. I think so. I mean, the Yankees are stacked once again. Mm-hmm. The Rays... God, those poor Rays. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. They're they're a weird club, but 
so I mean they always be competitive. Boston should get. They should be at full strength again. Yeah, I think Sale probably still a little bit away. I'll tell you the one team I'm now looking, the one division I'm looking forward to, is the NL West. Oh yeah. Padres. Oh, that's it. There's nobody else. Yeah. I mean, Arizona. I mean, Arizona probably made some moves. Colorado and San Francisco. It's like, eh, you're kind of there. Yep. But, but yeah, it's the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah, exactly. It really is. No, I'm looking forward to baseball. As far as I know, they're saying it'll be a 162 game season. Mm-hmm. Again. If football, if football can do it, and sport can do it. Yep, pretty much. You know, and as by what you said, the team that got no COVID should have won the Super Bowl. That was the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> hey, I stick to my rule. <laughs> yeah, they're the one team that did not have anything to do with COVID. And my team was one of the last ones. Doggone it. <laughs> oh, it was a battle. <laughs> we could have had an honorary trophy. Hey, hey, at least we won our division. I'll take that. Yeah. And, and next, next year, year, we get another Seattle-Washington football game. Oh, boy. I wonder when that will be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. And I, I think, think it, it will be... be... I don't know. Will it be in Seattle or Washington? I'll take it. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see come April. Yeah, I know I that they have the, the release now. I, I, we can check the phone there. It should say where Washington's playing. Yeah, they usually have that. Uh, let me let me look real quick. Twenty twenty one. Uh, let's see. We. Ooh, wait a minute. Uh, what? Oh, you're gonna be here again next year. Oh, great. Now I'm going to have to clean I mean, my green, rooms. That means green, and that means Green Bay is coming back to Seattle. Oh, boy. I think, no, maybe not. New Orleans is going to Seattle. That should be interesting. That should be. All right. So now uh, we have reached the point where we get to talk about one of my favorite topics every year, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, this yep. coming Tuesday, they will announce the class of 2021 that will be inducted with the class of 2020, which yep. is kind of a rare thing, but, you know, with the circumstances that we've had... Um, it's a unique situation. So, um, we did put up a poll and we went by the rule that if you did vote, you had to vote or you can vote up to, but no more than 10 players. I don't know if I voted in that poll. I don't believe you. I don't believe you did. I did not. That's fine because I all have my picks here. All right. Who? All right. Tell me, who do you got going in? Well, this year is really weird because of the fact you got Roger Clemens, still Barry Bonds, 
you have Vizcal, who there's some news came up on him, mm-hmm. which for some reason, Major League Baseball now is saying if you're something happens and you haven't been going to the Hall of Fame, or the fans or the reporters, that you might not get voted in. Because they're also saying that Schilling should be losing some votes now because of the whole capital riot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, I'll put it this way. I think Tory Hunter gets in. First year, that's who I would vote. Right. For Tory Hunter, great player. I'm looking at the list of the other guys there. And the only other guy who I probably would put in, if I guess again now if he does, would be Kirk Schilling. All right, so you would only have two people go in. I only have two going in this year. All right. I just I look at the list. I mean, Victorino is good, but I mean, Manny Ramirez has a drug issue. Barnes has a drug issue. Clemens has a drug issue. Pettit has a drug issue. Yet Andrew Jones, who spelled his name with a U, not an E. Yet Sammy Sosa. I mean, there's still a lot of guys in there who were part of that list. Mm-hmm. Who obviously won't get in because the reporter's like, nope, not getting in. Right. You know. I mean, you have yeah, with Troy Hawkins, Nat, Swisser. I can see him getting some votes. Dan Heron, maybe some votes. Early, had a perfect game. Could get some votes. I mean, there's a lot of first years that could take some votes from some of the older guys. Yeah. Coming up. But I can't see, unless the league, or unless the reporters do it, I wouldn't vote for Clemens or Bonds. Right. I would go Schilling. And I go with Tory Hunter. Those, those two would get my vote. Okay. Um, I do study this every year. Um, this is starting to become one of my favorite things to do. Uh, which is probably why I'm still single. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, I have Kurt Schilling going in. I, I do. Six-time All-Star. Won the World Series three times. Uh, MVP for National League, for the National League Championship Series and the World Series. 3,100 strikeouts. Led the National League in strikeouts twice and led baseball in wins twice. Um, His ERA worries me a little bit, but I think there are higher ERAs that are in the Hall of Fame, so Schilling's going to get my vote. Clemens and Bonds is where it gets interesting for me. Clemens has the numbers. Seven Cy Youngs, an 11-time All-Star, seven-time ERA champion, won the Triple Crown twice, 354 wins, 4,672 strikeouts, a 3.12 ERA, led the leagues in wins four times, led the American League in strikeouts five times. My question is, if he did take drugs, when did he do it? Because there are points with Barry Bonds, who I will get to in a minute, that you can point he definitely did it. Clemens, I've never figured it out. I've never figured him out. Bonds has the numbers too. MVP, seven times. All-Star, 14 times. 
won eight gold gloves, 12 silver sluggers, 298 batting average, and of course he has allegedly 762 home runs. Yeah. I'm going to keep the both of them off for one more year only because I want to see how the voters go. If the voters go up, then maybe next year those two will get would get my vote. But this year, neither one of them are going to get it. Yeah. Omar Vizquel statistically does not have a good enough resume to get in, but defensively was a heck of a player, especially for the Cleveland Indians in the 90s. Although, like you said, the stories about him and his wife, that does concern me a little bit. Now, I'll give you a person that's actually starting to get my attention a little bit. Scott Rowland. Seven-time All-Star, eight-time Gold Glover, 281 batting average, 316 home runs, won a World Series, won a Silver Slugger, and was Rookie of the Year. He's going to get my vote. Billy Wagner, he's another one. Seven-time All-Star, 422 career saves, 11, almost 1,200 strikeouts, has a better ERA than Schilling and Clemens. I know he's a reliever, but has a better ERA. He has a 2.31 ERA, and he pitched a no-hitter while he was a starter at one point. So, Wagner's going to get my vote. Uh, as far as first-timers, I, I did have two. I did have two on my list that would get it. Uh, Tory Hunter is one of them. Hunter would get my vote. Uh, Tory Hunter, a five-time All-Star, nine-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger, 353 career home runs, 277 career batting average, over 2,400 hits, and he was very good to watch You know when he played defensively. He would get my vote. And the final vote that I'm going to give, actually, yeah, I'm going to go with it anyway for this year. Mark Burley, five-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, 1,800 strikeouts, over 200 wins, and he's the only one on this list that threw a perfect game and a no-hitter in his career. So that's who. those would be the four that would get my vote. Surprisingly, not a lot of people would get my vote this year, but it'll be very interesting. You know, it might be the first year that everybody gets there. Might not be anybody. And that hasn't happened in close to ten. I think about ten years. So, I mean, I read the list. Nothing really pops out. Mm -hmm. As much as like other years. I mean, we can look at the future eligibility guys. I mean, you. Know, oh my God! Next year is crazy. I mean, right there. I mean, you could have guys now who might get in this year. This might be the only chance for them to get in. Might not get in. Done. Mm -hmm. The one positive, and I'm going to pull this up on my computer real quick because I do want to mention this. The one positive for people like Schilling, Clemens, Bonds, and Sosa, and Jeff Ken as well, for Sosa, Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling... It's their ninth year on the ballot. So if they don't get in this year, 
they have one more year left of eligibility. Jeff Kent is on his eighth year. So he would have two more chances. So, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting. I I don't know. It's going to be very close. And then you got to look at the first-year players. I honestly don't think any of the first-year players are going to get in. But there are going to be some that I think will not be on that ballot next year. Swisher will not be on that ballot. Nick Swisher, Latroy Hawkins will not be on that ballot next year. I don't think Dan Heron will be on that ballot next year. Cuttier. I don't think Victorino might not be on there next year. Yeah. I think Burley will be on it. I think he'll get enough votes. Yeah. A good guy. He's pitched quick, right? He had some good numbers. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Hunter will be back on there. Yeah. I think Hudson will be there, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's going to be... It'll be interesting. It's going to be something that's coming up in a couple of days here. I think, what, the 26th? Uh, yeah, this coming Tuesday. Yep. Be on the MLB Network. Now... I'm sure you're curious, unless you're looking at this, how did our Facebook vote if they had a vote for the Hall of Fame? Yes. Well, we have a tie for first. One of them, you and I both said, would get our vote. The other one would not get our vote. They are Kurt Schilling... So we're we're in agreement with our Facebook members yeah. and Sammy Sosa. Yeah, that's now okay. Now to to back up Sosa's, you know, to back up, seven-time All-Star, six-time Silver Slugger, has six hundred nine home runs, has a two seventy-three career batting average is a two-time RBI and home run leader. But again, when did he take the steroids? That's... Drugs and cork bats. Well, the cork bat right there, yeah. Uh, Barry Bonds was third. And then Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit were next. Followed by Andrew Jones, Omar Vizquel, and Tim Hudson. And Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Scott Rowland, Barry Zito, and Mark Burley each got one vote. Surprisingly, Tory Hunter did not get a vote from our Facebook group. Well, there are a lot of people who hate the Yankees. Yeah, but Tory Hunter was never a Yankee. No, sorry, yeah, he wasn't. I'm trying to think, who was the Yankee that was? Swisher. Swisher was a, Swisher was a Yankee. Yeah, Swisher was. I'm trying. Who was the center fielder that went to? I think played for Minnesota. Went to the Yankees. Oh, Maybe that mixed up. Maybe you are. There was a guy there that went. That was good. That he went to the Yankees. Because Tori Hunter played for the Angels, didn't he? Did Tori? No, I don't think. Let me look it up real quick. I don't. I want to say no. Oh, wrong, wrong site. I was going to Wikipedia for a minute. <laughs> Not that Wikipedia is a bad site or anything, but uh, Tory Hunter played for Minnesota, D 
the Angels, and the Tigers. So he never went to the Yankees. Never went to the Yankees. Yeah, then I'm thinking the wrong. Because I know there's a Minnesota Twins that went to. I thought went to the Yankees. There are a few Twins that are on this ballot this year. Yeah. With Hunter being one of them. Well, it'll be very interesting come Tuesday if anybody gets voted in. Like you said, there's a possibility that no one gets voted in. Which which would set up the stage for a big voting year because, you know, and and let's just play, you know, hypotheticals here. Yep. Let's say Schilling, Clemens, Bonds do not get in. Because we know Sosa's not getting in. Think of who else is going to be on that ballot next year. A-Rod, David Ortiz, Mark Teixeira, Jimmy Rollins, Carl Crawford, Jake Peavy, uh, Justin Morneau, possibly, Coco Crisp, possibly, Prince Fielder, possibly, Joe Nathan, possibly, A.J. Pierzynski, possibly. Tim Lincecum, possibly. Jonathan Papelbon, possibly. Ryan Howard, possibly. You got a lot yeah, of people. There is. There's a lot of people that could, that could take over from these guys this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm wondering if Clemens and Bonds and... I mean, this was the year for somebody to get in. I... And the Colts, they might not get in. I think, and this is, again, just me guessing, I think Schilling is going to get in this year. I think so, too. I want to see how Clemens and Bonds do in the voting because that might determine if, when we do this again next year, if they would each get my vote. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be very, very interesting how it plays out. Yeah, because we had two lashes in. We had Jeter and we had Walker. Yep, along with uh, Ted Simmons and uh, who who was the other guy? Crap, I can't remember his name now. Uh, he was for the union. Uh, Marvin Miller, because they're going in in the Veterans Committee. So Yeah, and that's the one who I picked last year. Right. Marvin Miller. Right, so... We will we will see how it turns out. Yep. No, I'm looking forward to it. I will be definitely paying attention to it. Yep. It's sort of become an annual tradition for me, to be honest with you. No, that's good, right? That's something that I mean, it is. It's great. I mean, we'll still never know who was the guy that didn't give Ken. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yep, the guy never put himself out. Maybe, maybe, maybe the person will say it on their deathbed. Maybe so I'm the one because yep. it was rude to me when I was a rookie as a writer. I'm the one that didn't do it. Oh, you know what I just thought of just to just to be funny, just to just to get some giggles here. What if the person that didn't vote for Jeter didn't do it because he dated his daughter? <laughs> I know, and he's like. 
you know what? He treated my daughter like crap. I'm not giving him my vote. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start that conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm interested to know. Yeah, we should we should have two. But, yeah, yeah, he's the only one. And they probably thought after the Ken Griffey, everyone's like, yeah, we better all vote this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still that idiot. That uh, Dan Levitar and those guys, that the guy actually got the fans to vote in Hall of Famer. Right. He no longer has a ballot. You know what I'd like to see, since we're talking about the Hall of Fame? And I, I'd like to see if you are interested in this idea or not. Um, because... There is another Hall of Fame that does this, what I'm about to say. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think if you really want to get the fans' participation, have a fans' vote where you give them the same like number, 10 players, to vote for. And then... Whoever has the most votes in that fan participation, each would get one vote towards getting in. Yeah. I do like it. Although it doesn't really work with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, especially with last year's <sighs> debacle, because I don't think any of like the top five ended up getting voted in. <laughs> so, such yeah. a crap yeah. that is. It's like the All Star game. It's like, when the fans vote, there's a Blue Jay in there. That Blue Jay's going to the to the All Star game. Yep. I mean, yeah, there might be more Yankee fans, but Blue Jay fans and Canadians, they all vote. Well, they have that rule where every team has to have one representative in there. So, don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. If you're crappy, nobody goes. Yeah, exactly. You know. There's your participation. Again, there's your participation. Look, you're the best third third ranked player on your team, and the other two are blah blah blah. But you're getting voted in to go. You're the to go because we need a third baseman. You're the best player that Texas Rangers have. Congratulations. All the joys, eh? Oh, boy. Well, we better wrap this up before we get ourselves in trouble here. Um, <laughs> I've already got myself in trouble lots of times. Eh, me too. Uh, if you'd like to join our Facebook group, all you do, go to Facebook, type in the JC and Bill Sportscast, hit the search button, and join the group, and we will add you onto our group. Or, if you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode, so you just copy and paste the link under your browser. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next time around, obviously, we'll be talking about the results of the Baseball Hall of Fame voting. Uh, we'll probably be getting ready for the Super Bowl, and 
who knows what else we will be talking about the next time around. So, yeah, you, you never know. I think we'll, we will do a preview show for the Super Bowl, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. In a couple weeks, so... Mm-hmm. We'll do something like that, and if there's any breaking news, we will let you guys know. Yep. We love you all. Still keep staying safe. Mm-hmm. And I just want to... To the end. Yep. And I just want to just want to send a quick shout-out real quick to uh, one of our Facebook members, Michael Amantia, who uh, right now is, face, or is dealing with cancer. Uh, we're all pulling for you, brother. We hope you're oh, doing no. all right there in Pittsburgh. Even though I do hate the Penguins, I don't hate you at all. Hope you're doing all right. Hope you get through, brother. And we don't I, really swear on this, on this on thing, this thing but fuck cancer. cancer. Yep, exactly. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next time. You guys have a good one.